A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. This week's story is from Virendra Singh. It was recorded in March 2015 at the New American Shakespeare Tavern in Atlanta, Georgia, as part of the Atlanta Science Festival. I grew up at a farming family back in India, and uh, I'm the youngest among my siblings. We went to a middle school in the neighboring village, and off, right after the middle school, my big brothers went to high school in the neighboring town. And there were like different plans for me. So there was a family tradition, one of us, one of the boys need to stay back and continue the farming. And somewhere back in my mind, I knew it will be me, uh, because brothers is already out in the city, they are doing higher education. So always in the school, when, when the class teacher asked like, what do you want to become when you grow up? Some of my classmates say they want to become a teacher. Some of them say, like, oh, they want to become a police officer. Some of them say doctor, some of them say engineer. And my answer to that, I will be a farmer. And I was like kind of happy to do that because I knew like if I stay home, I will get a freshly cooked food. I could get uh, to eat uh, the raw, raw vegetables at the farm. But as, as I was finishing my eighth grade, I went to collect my final report card, and I, I think I scored well. But during that time, during that summer, I started going to the farm, helping on a small task. My grandfather like, uh, used to assign me simple tasks because I'm the growing up as a farmer. And slowly, as summer progressed, my grandfather fell sick. Now, all my classmates from middle school, they were like getting admission forms, going to the town and city, and they are like getting ready to the high school. But at that time, my father said, uh, we were, you would stay uh, at home because we need a helping hand at, at farm because grandfather is sick and I cannot afford kind of like going you we need this, uh, these two hands here and graduate as a farmer. And I was happy. I said, yay, that's what I want. In terms of getting fresh food, I don't want to go to the city. But as summer progress, I start getting like a full-time task. And they assigned me like still going to the farm, watering the crops or like uh, feeding the cattle. But at the summer and towards the fall, I mean, there is like a, always all summer are humid and hot back in India. But that summer I was like doing this, helping harvesting the final set of the sugarcane crop. And I was standing on the cart, like the other laborers and helpers bring those bundles of the sugarcane. I standing on the cart and align those sugarcane bundles so that we can fill up the cart fully. And I was, the, the sun at that time is too intense. At the, every time I try to run into the shadow, like 
under the cart just to see like, okay, I could stand there for some time until the next bundle comes in. And my grandfather, because he was uh, staying in the shadow, looking from the other side of the farm and he's thinking like, this guy could not do farming. <laughs> and because every time I was running here and there, so one cart goes, next, come, next cart come in, we did the same thing again, and it goes for weeks and then months, and that actually star, like, led me to start thinking like, I need to get off the farming. <laughs> because I can do it for early morning, like at least up to 10 a.m., but I cannot do it for the whole day. Not for the whole week at least. So my, my friends who actually went to the town in the evening, they come to me and they say, oh, high school is good. The, the city is good. You get a chance to see a movie in the theater. You get a chance to eat something different than from home cooked. And I would say, okay, I'm stuck in the farming. So that actually kind of encouraged me, like, okay, I need to get back. And one day I, like, get enough encouragement and talk to my dad while we are still at the farm. I told him that I want to go back to school. And he says loud, no. I said, I was scared a little bit. But he, he had a like, good argument for that. He said, I cannot afford another housing. Neither I can afford a help, uh, hiring another helper. So it's no for you. Well, I, I take a deep breath and sit down again and continue the, the, the daily courses. Then after a few days, I thought, OK, I need to take next step. And the next staff there, uh, back home in my family particularly, if you could not convince your dad, you talk to your mom. <laughs> so one day, while she was making food, I was eating, and I was finishing up my dinner, I told mom I want to go back to school because it's too hot and too hard to do farming. And she said, she thought like a, I, somebody like my friends actually like, say something to me and I'm trying to uh, get back there. But she said, go back to bed and sleep because tomorrow is a lot of work at the farm. And I went to bed. So, but I was, I was like kind of emotional at that time. I said, okay, now there is no chance. So I was crying slowly in the bed and my mother initially ignored me. She thought, okay, he will sleep after some time, just ignore him. But I could not sleep. I was thinking, no, I cannot uh, do this. So after some time, she came to me. She was patting my legs and saying, OK, my head. And then she said, OK, I will talk to your dad. And she did next day. But the dad had the same reasoning. He again said, no, we cannot uh, do this because I cannot afford another housing in the city, or I cannot hire the helping hand. So we need him here. Well. I stay back in the farm. School is running there, uh, like uh, there is a school in Sesson already. I used to go again, like at the farm, and my grandfather improving his health at that time. So my mother told me, like, talk to your grandpa. I said, okay, but I need to find a right moment for that. So one day, while we were walking to home with our cattles, like cows and buffaloes, we had this little conversation like, we do, we do so much of work at farm, what do we get out of this? 
and and my grandfather was illiterate he don't know like where to sell the crop so he told me i don't know it's a lot of hard work at farm and there is nothing you can get out of it get out of it and i said uh, grandpa i want to go to back to school we are still walking slowly he said yes you should go to school and educate yourself at least uh, up to high school at least so that even if you end up doing farming you know how to do farming better and uh, then i thought okay but my daddy is not getting ready he don't want me to go and he just uh, then we went home did all these evening courses at the at the home next day at the farm during the lunch break all of us sitting in the farm in in like the big uh, tree in the in the side of the big tree and they had this conversation my grandfather started like let's send him to the school and they had long conversation but in the end my grandfather said if we don't send this guy to the school in the later age he will curse all of us he 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 would do it because his big brothers is already in the city they might get settled and he will curse all of us like you put me in the farming that final dialogue from my grandfather i think led my dad to rethink about his decision and in the evening i think he went and meet uh, met some of my uh, middle school teacher just to know like which extreme i need to take like whether i to take art or science or commerce and they said oh he was a good student he did very well in mathematics so you should uh, get him admitted in the science so my dad say okay let's go to school tomorrow we both went to the neighboring town for his uh, high school and we request a meeting with the principal because the school is already in session we were like couple of month late and after waiting for probably 30 minute or 45 minute we got a call from principal office we went there the first thing and and principal was really strict at that time i don't know they still be strict but he was very strict he says which class you are in he thought i am serving a parent call i said my father said oh he's we are here for his admission then principal says but it's too late come back next year and i was my leg was like shaking oh no i don't want to go to back to farm <laughs> so i said sir i will catch up i will catch up with the courses i will catch up with the class he think about it and he say which is your favorite subject i think about it and then said algebra and then principal immediately called a math teacher and he know what's going on the math teacher came in and he has those like pop quiz he immediately write five algebraic equation on the white paper and ask me to solve at least three of them and i was really i'm i'm out of practice <laughs> but there was this is the chance i mean otherwise we will go back to home and i will be end up going to the farm again so i happily said okay i will try and they they let me sit into the other side of the corner in the principal office i look into those equation and he asked me to solve three but in next 25 to 30 minute i solve all of those five but they were easy they were not hard 
And, and while I was solving that, my father sitting on the other side, next to the principal, I'm on the side table, and he was looking at me. And I was not sure whether dad will be proud of me if I solve it. Because I was not sure whether he want me to fail in that day or he want me to do well. But as soon as I saw it, I hand it over to the math teacher. And math teacher was very excited to see it. You know, some of the math teacher, they get excited when they find a good math student. <laughs> they say, this is the student I want. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, he thought he will score well in the high school and I will be proud because he's a, he will be a student in my class. So he, he told principal immediately, sir, he, this boy will catch up. Don't worry, I mean, give him admission. So then principal say, OK, come back, uh, start school tomorrow. And we were like at least three months back in the school session. While we stand up, me and my dad walking towards the exit door, at that time, for some time, we were like quiet, both of us. I was thinking like, hmm, which, which books I need? Because I didn't know like what would be the subjects at that time. And my dad was thinking something different. So in, the, in that probably, I would say, 500 yards distance, then he says, you got to do, I mean, he said those two rules for me if I want to get it back to the school. You have to commute every day from home to school and back to home so that you could still help at the farm in the evening and over the weekend. And he says, OK, I can do that. That's just one hour of commute like one way, so it's approximately two hours every day. I could do that. Then the second, he said, you have to score enough in each grade so that you can get promoted to the next class. If you fail in any subject, just even by one, one mark, you will be back to the farm. And I was thinking, OK. He said, there is no chance. This is, there is no chance I will allow you to repeat any subject. I didn't say anything, but I walked back. We went to village. But that rule number two actually make me self-competitive. And, and that kind of unusual motivation. But it's still every year when I went back to take my report card, I get nervous or anxious because I was not sure whether I did well or not until somebody told me, oh, you passed very well, don't worry. That rule at least led me to the higher education continuously. I must say every year after that, my academic performance at least improved. And that specifically sparked a lifelong learning in me. And for that, I thank you, my dad. That was Virendra Singh. Virendra was born in a farmer's family in northern India. He experienced and learned engineering challenges while growing up on the agriculture farms. After receiving his PhD in chemistry in 2007, he joined the Georgia Institute of Technology, where he is currently working as a material scientist. His research focuses on the area of macromolecular nanoengineering. His latest research efforts are directed towards developing nanostructured materials with enhanced electrical and thermal transport for better performance of devices and engineering components. In his spare time, he enjoys developing new recipes, 
Chemistry in the Kitchen. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Barker, Ari Daniel, Christine Gentry, and Skylar Bear. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to the New American Shakespeare Tavern for hosting the show, to the Atlanta Science Festival for being amazing partners, and to Summer in New York for keeping us guessing. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.